0: Hello Kwame and
1: welcome to the We're
0: Birds podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. And I'd like to say this is my very first guest appearance on a podcast. So I hope your lovely listeners can permit me if I break any in-house law. <laughs> there are no
1: in-house <laughs> laws. There are no in-house laws. Oh, okay. So welcome. Thanks. Welcome. It's, it's great to have you. I'm glad that this is your first podcast. I hope it's a good experience so that you go out and do more.
0: Definitely. And, I'm definitely starting a podcast after this. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I know you told me about that. And I'm really, really, yes. really pleased to hear that because I try to encourage everyone to go out there and podcast. It's funny. People say, oh, but everybody has a podcast and I don't want to do what everybody <laughs> else is doing. And I just it's so funny how people people don't realize that nothing is new. <laughs> Everybody's yes. just doing new yeah and there's room for everybody if there's a thousand podcasts that's okay because each each of them is being delivered in a different way so um you should never you should never feel like you can't do that so i'm looking forward to hearing your podcast so welcome kwame to the Ravens podcast once again so kwame tell us where do you come from who is kwame
0: okay for those of you who don't know uh, kwame is a a name given to a Saturday born in Ghana from in the West Africa so I'm Ghanaian yeah
1: okay and there may be some people who don't know how na- how Ghanaians name their children so can you give us a little bit of of background on that so people can you know understand that That's as it. well
0: okay the, uh, basically there are various regions or like ethnic groups in Ghana So, it depends on where you come from in Ghana. I happen to come from the Ashanti region. That is how I I got the name Kwame. And Kwame is given to a male born on Saturday in Ghana, and the female born is Ama. Yeah.
1: Okay, great. So, we have some idea now about Ghanaian names and how many, I mean, which ethnic group are you from? The Ashanti, right?
0: I'm from the Ashanti, yeah. Okay, can
1: you tell us, and Ashanti, can you tell us about? The different ethnic groups, like how many ethnic groups are there in Ghana that you wow. that you know of? I <laughs> mean, there's like, how many how many are there in total? The, like, you don't have to name all, but...
0: Okay, actually, I don't even know the total number of, you know, ethnic groups in Ghana, but there are a lot. I know a couple of few. I know uh, there's Ashanti, where I'm from. There's the Elwes, there's the Fantis, the Inzimas, the Houses, a whole lot, a whole lot.
1: The houses like like the people of northern as uh, Nigeria. Northern. Yeah, yes.
0: Okay. There, there okay. Are houses also in Nigeria also yeah.
1: And you have Fanti Fanti people. Yeah, we ha-
0: we've got Fanti Asantis, houses in Zimas a whole lot a whole lot.
1: So you and I know Ghana sure is a border. I know you border with Cote d'Ivoire, with Togo, yes, with Benin,
0: with Togo, so you Burkina. So-
1: Burkina Faso in the north, right? So you have, you share some like ethnic groups, I guess, with those countries as
0: well. Yes, I think we do share ethnic groups with uh, Togo. We've got the Elwes and I think they've got Elwes also in Togo. I'm not really sure, but they they speak the similar language. Yeah.
1: Nice. Just so people can get an idea of like, because I think people who are not familiar with the continent may not understand that it's not just, like, a country. There's, like, hundreds of yes. different people in one country and yeah, so many languages. 54 if, yeah. yeah, 54. 54 official countries. But within countries a country, it, it's a it's a whole other
0: story within the country. So. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's very, it's we very diverse. We happen to share borders with uh, francophone-speaking countries. You know, right. China right. have right. to share a uh, border with francophone-speaking countries, so. We do yeah, speak because, French also, but not that much.
1: Yeah, because Côte d'Ivoire, Burkina Faso. Côte
0: d'Ivoire, Burkina. Yeah, Avricos, Togo. Uh, Togo or Benin, they, they do speak French. They wow. Speak French.
1: You're one little Anglo Anglo drop amongst all of the... All
0: the oh, uh, Francophone countries, yeah.
1: Yeah, interesting, interesting. Okay, cool. So what were you doing back in Ghana before you came to China? in okay, 20 uh, you came in
0: 2015 right 2016 2016 late, okay yeah late 2016 uh, uh i started uh, i was freelancing in ghana before coming to china i started a small agency with a friend back in high school called the mm-hmm. creatives yeah mm-hmm. we back then uh, we weren't doing websites we were just doing a uh, uh, graphic design work for people. We started doing graphic design work for people in school and later on. In, when high, school. Did graduate in high school? In high school, yeah. That is, wow. I think, in 2010, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so after that, uh, I went to the university and he left the country. Yeah, okay. so uh, it became, uh, I became a solopreneur. So I was doing everything by myself. So after university, I, w- I did study computer engineering. So, after university 2016, I did come to China. And when I got to China, I did study Chinese at Wuhan University for a year and decided to uh-huh. study uh, software engineering. Uh, software engineering. At the okay. Same Wuhan, Wuhan University. So proud to me coming here, as my friend left the country, I was freelancing or being a solopreneur. And I was always, you know, burning out because I wanted to do everything. But I was just a one person get so I was just doing everything from design that is when I picked up web design also so I was doing web design graphic design and even app development so I was chasing after wow. anything that I could get my hands on which wasn't a good thing to to do as a solopreneur because yeah. I didn't <laughs> to, yeah because I didn't know my my vision I didn't know where I was going I was just trying to just make money so I was just you know doing all these things yeah
1: Wow. And you did a degree in Ghana, right? In computer computer engineering.
0: I I studied computer engineering and I I came to China.
1: And then you came to China and you're doing systems engineering.
0: Software. Yeah. Software. Software, sorry, software.
1: And when are you going to finish that degree? Uh,
0: In uh, next year, 2021, yeah.
1: 2021. And you have a business here, yes? You have a business here right now?
0: Yes. Yes, okay. I do have two businesses. Two. Okay. Tell us about what I started with my friend. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. okay. So tell us a little the bit about your I, businesses. The okay. first one is okay. The first one is the Flex creative, the one that I started with my friend back home. And uh, when I came to China, as I said, I was just a solopreneur. And, uh, I was just trying to, when I came to China, I was, I was just trying to pick up any design work that I could get my hands on. So logo design, web design, graphic design, but which wasn't helpful. Cause I didn't even know who I was targeting. I was trying to target everyone. So, uh, yeah. fortunately for me, I, I came across a book called Brand Gap, a Brand okay. Gap by Marie Newman, building, yeah, yeah, it was, it was about branding. I, I would mm. say proud to that, I didn't know what a brand was. I thought I knew what a brand was, but I didn't know what a brand was. I thought a brand was, you know, branding was just taking a logo and putting it on souvenirs, you know, putting your logo on these mugs or T-shirts and other mm. stuff. So it was mm-hmm. up So I read that book. That is when I discovered what a brand was. Mm-hmm. And I did rebrand the company that they Flesh creative. I did mm-hmm. build a team. Got uh, two new co-founders, Humphrey Mm. and Nana, yes, so and uh, Mm -hmm. now we are a team of four, and we've been running this for almost four years now. eh?
1: So you have, it's two Ghanaians and two Chinese?
0: No, we are all Ghanaians. You're all Ghanaians? Yeah, I've got two Ghanaians and one Nigerian, yeah, we are a team of four now.
1: One of those names sounded Chinese. I don't know why I thought so.
0: Mm. Nana. Okay, okay
1: No, (laughs) and no, I know know Nana is Nana is it can be male or female from Ghana, right? Yes. I know Nana. I know that I thought you know why when you say huh, it sounds like Hang Shui. Hang Shui. That's why I thought it was Chinese. (laughs) Oh, Humphrey, yeah. Humphrey, okay, hum-free. okay. Yeah. like H-U-M, okay, I see, Humphrey, P-H, I thought you yeah. were saying Hangshui, Shui, <laughs> like Chinese, <laughs> nah.
0: okay, I got it, I got hum-free. it, okay, all right,
1: understood,
0: I mean, understood, so, understood. Now so we this are, is, now we are a team of four now, yeah, okay, okay, wow, fantastic, and this is
1: what you started back in Ghana with your first yes, uh, when friend, my f- when you were, yeah, my friend a- in high school. school. Okay, okay. And then that company offers branding
0: services, complete suite of branding services, yeah? Yes, that company do offer web design and branding services.
1: Yes. Okay. And then you've got a second company.
0: What is that? Yes. The second company is actually just my personal brand. So what happened was after I discovered what the brand was, we were mm-hmm. doing offering these services to clients, but we started as uh, offering web services. And uh, most of the clients that came to us, they didn't have good logos or they didn't understand what their brands were. So we had to rebrand, like build the brands for them before we even get to the web design. So I Mm -hmm. decided, and and also after doing everything for them, you know, brands are not something you do and forget about it. You know, as time goes on, you need to do an audit, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you need to re-strategize and, you know, go over it again. So I realized Mm -hmm. that... uh, they needed this ongoing se- uh, support, which my, the first company, the Difference Crisis, couldn't offer because we are just mm-hmm. an agency. So we help you, we set you up, you know, to succeed or win online digitally and we let you go. So I, uh, mm-hmm. but later on, people had, they, they were coming back to me for, you know, support for counseling and stuff, consultation. So I decided to start up a new consultation company, like called Lens of Kwame. So basically, it's just a consultation company where I don't do actually execute the agency processes that I do for them at the creatives. where the Lens of Kwame is just like uh, the ongoing support and uh, uh, business coaching for my clients. here.
1: Oh, so one offers the service and one offers the ongoing support. Is that correct?
0: Support and yes, yes.
1: Definitely, mm. and it's all there. So they're two separate companies, but they all fall mm. under the, the umbrella of sort of branding,
0: if yes. if I
1: understand correctly. Okay, yeah, they
0: all fall under the umbrella of branding. But one does the execution and set you up, and the other one just does the consultation and support, ongoing support. Yeah.
1: Okay, fantastic. And that, I know you love branding, but is it because <laughs> of that book you you read that you fell in love with branding? Like, what actually? has gotten you so passionate about branding that you wanted to start a business that actually helped people do this?
0: Okay. I would say, uh, without me coming across that book, I was also suffering or like, you know, as I said, I was also stressing with my own business because as sure. I said, as an entrepreneur, you just have the idea, you know, you go out to get a logo, you start producing your services or start producing goods and expect people to come and buy them or people to come for your services. But you get to a point whereby you realize people, a lot of people are uh, offering these same services and there's nothing that can differentiate you from your competitors, one. And uh, also you, you might realize when you're starting up, you, you want to target everyone. You know, when I do ask people, when they do come to us, I ask them, who are your target audience? They go like, yes, I want to target everyone. I <laughs> them <you>. big mistake <laughs> you know, when big start, mistake yeah, mm. yeah people mm. go like they want to target everyone but you're supposed to know that you can't target everyone when starting out you need to have mm. a specific target audience that y- you are going to start with and if it becomes successful other people who you didn't even target in the first place might love to join in to become yeah. your audience so with yeah. these things these are the fundamental uh, fundamentals of a brand you know, like mm-hmm. you having your purpose. Why are you even starting a business and as an entrepreneur? Why do you want to start a business beyond making money? So that is mm-hmm. your purpose. I didn't know these things. When I did start deflex Creatives, I just mm-hmm. started deflex Creative out of necessity. There were mm-hmm. only two, uh, two groups in high school who were producing these graphic designs in school. And they made mm-hmm. it very expensive for people to afford. So we just came mm-hmm. in as a necessity. I just, it was just one afternoon and I was with my friend. I was like, ah, this thing that you are doing, don't you think we can do it and make it cheaper for everyone to, to get access to these graphic design services? So we started d mm-hmm. Creatives. But we didn't actually define our purpose, find our vision, where we would like mm-hmm. to go to, the future we would like to build, our mission, the roadmap to get us to that future, our core values. That is why Mm -hmm. when he left and it was left with me alone to handle the company, I couldn't handle it because I had no blueprint for building the company. So, yes, so Mm -hmm. that is why I, when I discovered the book he gave me and I had to rebrand myself, re-strategize, it helped us to build a team one to, you know, no, I can't do it alone. So I had to bring people on board. So I had to build a team, too. I had to find a purpose for the company, the, the mm-hmm. mission that we are on, the vision, the future that we would like to build. And we, we have also had to come up with our core values. So we, we we were able to come up with a blueprint that if in case now that I've started a new company, that my old company can even still run without me because there's already a blueprint there that it can be followed. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I do tell people design is just subjective so if you are willing to invest a lot of money into something that might look good to you but wouldn't even look good to me then that is not the right way to go so I always tell people a good designer doesn't just is not an order taker a good designer or a strategist is supposed to prescribe solutions to you not just you tra- telling the Designer, I want a logo. A good designer or like a strategist is supposed to ask you, why do you think you need a logo? What is the logo going to do in your business? What is the Mm -hmm. problem? What is your pain point? You know, why do Mm -hmm. you think this logo, you having a logo will make you succeed in your business? And who is the logo even for? What industry are you targeting? Do you have a specific target audience? So, you know, we do with deflex uh, is we do a compatibility call. So we don't just take on clients. As you said, we also have a waiting list. So before you can work with us, we do a compatibility call just to know whether we are a good fit to work together because we don't want to waste our time and you also don't want to waste your time. Also, So we do a compatibility call to know whether... Because we, we've also got a... a like. Uh, user audience, like a specific target audience, so mm-hmm. if after the compatibility call we find out that we are not a good fit, we either refer you to one of our networks, you know, someone will come to us, maybe they just want a quick logo, that is not what we do, so we refer you to someone who does that because we believe we are not for everyone, so until we know that we are good fit, that is when we do even send you uh, a questionnaire for you to fill, and we send you a proposal, then we can work together because we, as you said, we we work with people for a long time basically because we have to understand your brand and help you go Right. because our our mission is to help you succeed digitally. So if you don't understand what you are doing, we can be of help to you.
1: Exactly. And another thing that I want to touch on, which is slightly taboo, Mm -hmm. but very important, for startups if you don't have the funds to invest in a good brand consultancy then don't approach a brand consultancy because it's it, it it does cost money and you can't approach a designer the designers just like any other artist they, and any other business person they want to get paid for their work you can't approach a designer and say well if the first question is how much do you charge then you shouldn't be approaching them Mm-hmm. So you need to understand your budget and you need to understand that a good design team is an investment because you're you're going to get an identity. You're going to get a strategy. You're going to get, yes, the logo and the website, but you're going to get an entire, it's an entire process. And that costs money because people need to be paid. Like a design team <laughs> is going to be, you're going to have, you're going to have the web designer. You're going to have the logo designer. You're going to have the guys that are doing the work behind the scenes. Maybe the guys that are coding, the guys that are yes. going to, to in, you know, honest, implement. You
0: can't get one person to do everything.
1: <laughs> no, it's an, it's an yes. entire one team person of
0: at all these things yeah so
1: it's it's gonna be an entire team team of people with different skill sets who can bring that to life and that's gonna cost money and if you can't afford that then you shouldn't be approaching these people and i say this is taboo because when you're just starting out you don't have funding either whether either you're getting funding because you're working full-time and it's your side thing or you have somebody to to take care of you who can pay for these things but most times than not You're probably working a full-time job and you're trying to make this happen. So you need to probably put aside some money and save up, and then when you're ready, you have a big pool of money. And then money is not the issue. The issue is I need to get a bring something really high quality to market and just let
0: to last for long.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's obviously things then then you can you can approach different design design teams and say, okay, I'd like you to put. uh, sort of like a uh, something together for me, and then you can compare the different costs. And what you'll notice is that the the costs, the prices that they're the fees they're charging you aren't that far off. So that's how you know you've you've got a good design team
0: design for team. the long term.
1: Okay. Yeah, for the long term. But um, I want to encourage people because this is, I think, maybe the fourth podcast that I have on mm-hmm. branding. I want to encourage people branding. to listen to. Podcast 64 that I did with Casia in Trinidad. And that was about strategy and presence in when you're creating your brand. And then there's Psyche and Kitts. That was podcast number 71. And she talked about why personal branding is important, whether you are the entrepreneur or whether you are the solopreneur or whether you have a team, the the person uh, driving that should have their own personal brand. It was a really interesting conversation. I learned a lot there. And then there was <laughs> podcast number one hundred with Colette in London in the UK, and she talked about high impact brands and why people like brands. So there's there's a lot of different types of conversations around branding. And now yeah, today yeah. you and I are talking about like branding from a very like branding one hundred and one. So it's I think <laughs> it's it's important for people to see it from different perspectives and be Best able to practice, listen into. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different podcast. So what exactly do you offer? Like, for example, talk me through the process when I contact your team and I say, "Okay, you know, I'm I've got this idea and I want to build my startup. I've tested my idea. I've got some income coming in. I know that it's it's viable. It's a product. Um, I know I know it's going to work. I know because I've tested it and I know it I know it's going to it's going to go well, but I need to now create my brand. What do you do? Talk us through the process.
0: Okay, uh, I do break branding into three steps. That is the mm-hmm. uh, clarity, positioning, mm-hmm. and consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, as you said, uh, you've got a viable service or a product, but you just mm-hmm. want to build a brand that can resonate well with the target audience or the industry that uh, you want to serve. We start with clarity as. After we've done all these compatibility calls and we've taken you on as a client, we do mm-hmm. start with clarity, whereby we do def- define your purpose, find, help you discover your purpose, why you starting this business beyond making money. So we start with your why. We do look into your business strategy also to, to validate whether the idea can is really viable. Because mm-hmm. without, even if you want to build a brand, without the business being viable, you wouldn't have money to run the business. So mm-hmm. we do check your business strategy. And with with the clarity, we do check with your purpose, your why, your vision, what future you want to build, your mission, what roadmap that will take you to that future, your core values, you know, what you stand mm-hmm. for, your story, mm-hmm. you know, where you are, how to tell your story so that is for the clarity then after we've identified all these things and we've got the focus on your brand we move on to the second step that is positioning positioning we do uh, give your brand promise now that you know what you stand for what promise are you ready to make for for the people you want to serve we do mm-hmm. your value positioning statement that is your mm-hmm. unique selling proposition. Who are you serving? Why are you serving them? Why do you, th- what pain points do they have? And why do you think you can be the person to help them? Okay. So we do your positioning statement and we, that is when after that you can move on to the visual identity of your brand. That is your, what normally we all know that the logo, your colors, your brand guide, your your typography, your, your websites and other stuff. Then the final step, that is consistency. Because as we, we did speak on earlier on, when a lot of people make this mistake by getting different designers to do a little part of their brand, because before, before I even move on, everybody has got their definition for a brand. But uh, for me, I define a brand as your word to people. It's just like your reputation. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's something that uh, involves a whole lot than just your logo. Your your mm-hmm. customer service, how you do with how you do with clients, you know mm-hmm. your messaging, your personality, and other stuff. So when the final step of uh, consistency, that is where we make sure we apply the brand to all these various brand touch points, and also do and uh, also do an audit because as as you know, brand isn't something that you do and just forget about it. Your brand has to evolve. Mm-hmm with the business. So as time goes on, we also do audits to know where to refine the systems and, you know, to work on it again. So these, that that is how we do branding. We break it down into three steps, clarity, positioning, and consistency.
1: Okay. And I really appreciate that you said um, people define brand a, a brand in different ways because that's really true. Some people will say yes. the brand is... It's, it's the emotional aspect it's the connection it's how you make me feel some people will say <laughs> you no know, it's the it's the entire experience from yes. the time I land onto your website to website. when I purchase till to, to when I purchase a product to when I engage with your your customer service for some people it's what is reputation like what 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 do people think of when they hear your name yes. you know everybody's got another everybody's got their own idea of 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 a brand, brand but is. yeah but i think what we can agree on is a brand your brand is def, it's definitely your identity i think we can we can yes. agree
0: all agree on on that right yes. okay yeah okay your brand, as I said, uh, is is just like a reputation. is is what you mm-hmm. mean to people. Get mm-hmm. it, uh, but there are various types of and uh, branding is the is the act of as uh, the book that I read uh, that I came across that changed the whole trajectory of my business. The brand gap. Mm-hmm. My my renewal defines a brand as a person's gut feeling about you, your services, or your products. So it's a feeling. Okay. It's a feeling a person's perception about you. So everybody has got a brand, but not everybody builds a brand. You know, so when you decide to build a brand, when you become intentional with building the brand, that is when we say you are doing branding. The act Uh of influencing a person's gut feeling about you because already you've got your perception. People have got their own perceptions about you. But when you start to influence that perception, that is when we say you are doing branding. G, yes. Yes. So yes. Then, uh, ad, mm. mm-hmm. And the branding is so you... called brand identity. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is where uh, the brand identity are the elements or the touch points a person, you know, gets the chance to interact with your brand. The touch points that you use to influence that person's gut feelings about you. So that is where the logo, your personality your your colors you know your website your tagline your slogan that is these are called brand identity elements yeah
1: okay so based on what you've just said then you can have a brand but not exactly participate in branding is that correct
0: yes yes okay because you already have a brand, it's just like a reputation. Everybody has got a perception about you, whether you know it mm-hmm. or not. So, whether you have a business or not, you've still got a brand. That is how come you've got a personal brand and a business brand. Mm-hmm. So, you, you, everybody right. has got a brand, but not everyone is building a brand
1: right that's and that's exactly what psyche said in 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 episode uh, 71 and it was a real eye opener for me because she was like everybody everybody needs to have a personal brand whether you're the <laughs> entrepreneur whatever it is and i thought that's a lot of work and she said well because it's important and it really it really opened my eyes to the fact that well i guess i can't just be someone building a business and it makes sense because people don't want to do jobs with uh, not, not do jobs people don't want to interact with big corporations or or big logos they want they want a personalized touch and if they know a little bit more about you then that's even better
0: yeah that is how come um, you, you need to add personality to their brand you need to find the mm-hmm. personality of their brand yeah
1: yeah yeah so to the question of uniqueness um, mm-hmm. I think something I hear a lot is a lot a lot a lot I think I hear this all the time actually I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to be different. I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. I want to be unique. I want to be special. I don't want to share what I'm doing because somebody's going to steal my idea. I don't, and I just Mm -hmm. listen and I, I I take it all in and it just reaffirms to me that people, like we said at the beginning, people forget that nothing is ever new. Nothing, nothing is really new. And why do people think that what they're doing is so special nothing is new but the way you deliver it is new so whether 2500 people that's why i always use this basic example of burgers mcdonald's Mm -hmm. burger king wendy's the mom and pop they're all selling burgers you know no one's but they're all making they're all profitable they're all raking in money nobody's saying i'm not gonna go to mcdonald's because you know, um, their burger is this, this, that, and the other, people choose, people choose where they're going to go. And that's, that's all it is. You can have one street can have 20 different pizza shops, they're all going to be open and selling pizzas, but they're all selling it in different ways. One might have pizza okay. and their, their pizza might be single crust, right? Another place their pizza might just be, I don't know, pocket pizzas. But they're all doing it in a different way. So it's less about right. trying to worry about what other people are doing and trying to be so different and just focus on what is it that you can bring that is a reflection of 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 you who and who exactly you what, are. Yeah, and what problem are you trying to solve. So how so and I think that's what people mean when they say I don't I don't think what they're saying is I don't want to be like everybody else per se, but it's more about I want to be I want to be unique and memorable. So how do we help startups to be unique and memorable?
0: Yeah. I think that is the main reason why brand or branding has become a buzzword these days. Because mm-hmm. there are so many options around, as you said, you know, there are so many options for beggars. So how do people decide to choose? burger king or even mcdonald's or any other beggar out there yeah it's because of who they are their story that they are telling so no as you said there's nothing new under the sun when you bring Mm. uh, when you come up with an idea obviously the idea doesn't come to you alone so many people might have the same idea Uh, Mm -hmm. so for example as you said uh, for beggars they are all selling beggars so why does people feel, why do people feel they're supposed to go to McDonald's or they're supposed to go to Burger King? Because they resonate with these kind of brands. So I believe you You don't have to, what you, you're you supposed to do is just be yourself one, because in as much as you are all selling burgers, you've got different stories, you've got different identities, and mm-hmm. people can copy the burger, but they can't copy your story. Mm-hmm. So Mm-hmm. That is where the importance of storytelling comes in play. So you need to tell your story in your own voice for people. As I said, everybody has got a brand, but not everybody builds a brand. And you when you're building your brand, it's about you telling your own story, being intentional about how you want people to see you. Together. So mm-hmm. if you want to be unique, you want to be unique, just be yourself and tell your own story. And the people who mm-hmm. resonate well with your story will follow you. That is why you, when starting out, you are also not supposed to target everyone. Just, mm-hmm. you're supposed to find people who believe in what you are doing, who believe in your purpose, who believe in your vision, who share the same core values, who who resonate with your story. They will follow you. So you just have to be yourself and you will be unique.
1: Right. And I think branding, like you said, is, is overused and it is a buzzword. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's saying it. Everybody's using it. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's saying, yeah, my brand, my brand, my brand. Uh, it's like it's overused. It, there's so much hype.
0: And I don't know. Are because we kind these of. these days, people don't believe in advertisement any longer because people feel, everyone feels they are being, you know, sold to these days you you do see these advertisements so people want to resonate with people personally as you said they want a personal or personalized service and you yeah. can only do these things when you do branding mm-hmm. yeah mm. that is I've awesome. actually everybody's heard... talking about build a brand build a brand everybody is talking about building a brand mm. yeah
1: there's a lot of there's a lot of um information out there about branding isn't necessarily it's nothing new companies have been doing it all the time um you know it's yes. just another meaningless word that people are throwing <laughs> around that people have hyped up you know I, I read a lot about about everything all the time i'm um, experienced information Actually, over yeah, the, and they, i see a lot might of that
0: be right because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. branding is, isn't new but uh the only difference now is at first it used to be for the big, big, big companies or big, big businesses. But now mm-hmm. everybody, now that we've realized that your brand is your reputation or your perception or how people perceive you, everybody is now trying to build a brand. That is how come now it's open to everyone. That is how come it has become a buzzword now. But it's been there for long. But it was just, you know for these elite companies the googles the apples the nikes and you know coca-cola and other stuff but now everybody's building a brand
1: yeah i mean like the personal brand is so big now like we were talking about earlier the concept of having a personal brand and everybody building a personal brand um but i find it all to be a hard work to be honest because um the personal brand, the business brand, wow, there's just, all, there's just a lot going on. <laughs> there's just a lot going on. And I think it can be very overwhelming for people who are who are new to this. And something else I've noticed as well is um, everybody's focused on their numbers, you know? Okay, um, I've got this many people following me on Instagram and I've got this many people following me on Twitter and so on and so forth. Can you talk a little bit about numbers is do you think that's important do you think that's that's what it's about do you think that's what people should be driven by i mean i mm, see people in social media really. celebrating <laughs> celebrating that they have fifty thousand followers and i i think wonderful that you've been able to get fifty thousand followers but the way my mind works because i'm driven by quality i think to myself not are 22. those 50, 000, yeah are those i personally because my business is impact driven and because The community I'm trying to build is impact driven and I focus on high impact social entrepreneurs or people who want to, who are driven by a bigger purpose, naturally, I'm going to be more inclined Mm -hmm. to, okay, I have 30 people, but all 30 of them are engaged in this conversation. All 30 of them support me. I support all 30 of them. We have conversations. We're always talking versus I've got 50,000 people, but only 10 of them are commenting. Only 20 of them are buying my products. And I don't think it's good or bad, it's just different ways of approaching this. So can you speak to to both audiences, the people like me, who aren't necessarily mm-hmm. obsessed with numbers, and to the people who believe, no, it is about the numbers because I've got my metrics, I wanna get to a certain uh, position, I wanna get a certain, you know, and
0: I think both are equally good. So can you, can you speak to both? Okay. <laughs> I would say it depends on the purpose of you having those numbers. As you said, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. l- let me, let me tell this story. If you are mm-hmm. running a, a service based business, for example, I can maybe work with, uh, let's say 20 clients per a year. Mm-hmm. Do I actually need 50,000 Instagram followers? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Do you get it? Yes. Yeah, so I get as it. I said uh, but so if you are running a business. And uh, most of the time, if you're running a business and you need these leads to become your clients, fine. But the thing is, ask yourself, what is your your goal for the year or like what is your target to, that you would like to reach? So if you like to have maybe 20,000 20, clients which you can't have, then you having those 20,000 followers on Instagram can be of help. So it's not about mm. the numbers. It's about the impact that you make. As you said, you can... Most of the time, these days, you you do see people with 50,000 followers on Instagram. Yet, when they post something, they've got only 10 likes or 100 likes and only two comments. Meaning, Mm -hmm. those people are either bought, you know, or they are not engaging with their brand. Whatever you are doing, they are not interested in it. So, there's no Mm -hmm. need of you having them on your page if they are not interested in whatever you are doing. But if you've got 50,000 followers and, let's say, maybe... 20,000 or 30,000 are engaging with you then yes obviously you do need these following because they, they they are in need of whatever you are doing but if the numbers don't add up then I don't think you need these numbers. Mm, interesting perspective
1: no because I think you know everybody's got their different goals and I, I realize that not everybody, like, for example, if you're building a personal brand and like, let's say you're an influencer, influencer, and you eventually want to work with big companies, obviously numbers matter to you.
0: Yeah. Right? But these because companies also, not just the numbers, not the quantity of the number, but the quality of the number. Because if you're an influencer, yes, you need numbers because people are paying you based on your numbers. Because the, the larger audience you can reach, that is how huge they pay you. But if you're an influencer, you've got 50K followers. And whenever you post something and only 100 people like it, I wouldn't invest mm-hmm. in you. Because obviously, mm. when I, I advertise with you and you post my, my products, only 100 people are going to see it, even though you've got 50,000 followers. So I don't think you being an influencer, you have to get the numbers. If the numbers correspond with the engagement, then that is great. But if it doesn't correspond, then there's no need having all. These
1: huge numbers. Wow. That's, that's a really, really interesting perspective. There's another podcast. I want to inc- I keep plugging the podcast. <laughs> There's another podcast. Yeah. I want to encourage people to listen to the podcast episode that I did with Michaela. Michaela mm-hmm. is based in New York. Um, she's Jamaican American and we did a really interesting podcast together. Um, she's a, an influencer, she works with brands, and she's um, I, she's positioned herself as like a Caribbean-American influencer. And we had a really interesting conversation just about that, it's episode 29, um, being going from a blogger to being a brand influencer, so that was an interesting conversation as well for people who want to take that route. As you can see, branding is big. <laughs> There's lots yes, of different actually.
0: The, of different the, the industry of branding is really huge. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And whether you want to be the mass, the next Coca-Cola, whether you want to be the blogger turned influencer, whether you want to be like Psyche and be the lifestyle brand, whether you want to be like Cassia and be someone that's um, helping brands to build strategies or like Colette who's doing that. There's lots of different ways that you can or like you actually serving your yeah. clients in a very specific way. The conversation is broad and there's a lot a lot of, there's a lot of different ways that you can, that you can go about. There's no one way, there's no, there's no No. one size fits all. And it's important to understand that as well. So what closing words, parting words do you have for our listeners who are just starting out, who are just as confused and have no idea what's going on and what to do, but they just know, I've got this idea and I'm going to move with it.
0: Okay. I I would like to say that Yes, when you're starting out, you can be a little bit confused. We all mm-hmm. were at the same place before. But I would mm-hmm. like to say, don't jump. When, uh, when you want to start with your brand, don't just jump into the design aspect of your brand. Get a blueprint mm-hmm. first. Start with strategy. Know why mm-hmm. you're having the business. Know your target audience. Know your vision, where you like to be, and develop a mission, a roadmap to that vision you like to be. That is the most important thing. Strategy has to come first before you even jump into design. Because if you don't know where you are going, then you definitely will never get to where you want to go. So that is what I would like to say to these people starting, that they are supposed to start with strategy first before they, they go mm. to design.
1: Yeah. And and once you've got your strategy in place, you everything becomes clearer. And it's
0: okay that yeah. you're not everybody's because cup of tea. Put it, put it in this perspective, you know, you just jumping into design is just like you building a house and you just go and buy your paint and without even having a blueprint for the building. You don't even know mm-hmm. the type of building you like to build and you're out there shopping for paint. That can mm-hmm. be done that way. Why, especially when you're starting with, no a business, foundation. You start with a business, yes, you start with a business plan. But why is it that when it comes to you building a brand, you don't start with a brand plan, you just jump to you know, designing stuff. So you definitely have to get your strategy first before you move into design, because your brand. And it's
1: okay. Yes, mm-hmm. you can go ahead. I'm sorry. You can go ahead. Yeah, because
0: your brand is not just about the design aspect. you need both aspect of the brand to make it work.
1: Yeah, and what I was going to add is that it's okay that other if other people aren't interested in what you're doing it's okay that people are not vibing with what you're putting out there. That's completely fine. What you need to do is focus on the ones that are interested in what you're doing. Yes. Focus on the ones you're that not, are vibing on you. You're not for everyone. And, yes. and you're yeah. not, I, you're think not the big, I think the biggest, the biggest thing is trying to be for everybody. You can't, no. you can't be for Stop everybody. you need
0: to too thin. <laughs> too
1: thin, you know, like
0: yeah. you see,
1: you I see it all the time. Like, doing this, doing that, going here, going there. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Like you just need to really sit down and think about, like I always say, start with the end in mind.
0: Actually benefit from your services and focus on these people and try to make an impact in their lives. And later on, other people might join in. If they don't, you don't even need them in the first place. Just focus on Mm -hmm. your target audience and try to provide value to these people.
1: Yes, and once you're providing value, your audience. The good thing about also narrowing down your target audience is that they're the ones that are going to let you know you're providing value or you're not providing value. And providing by following value. them, you'll you, you'll know how to switch where you need to go next because they're going to tell you. But if you're trying to target everybody, you're never going to know how and where and you, you need to go because I have, don't
0: think I think that the another problem is not everybody. Can build a six or seven figure business like the Nikes or the mm. Apple and other stuff. Not mm. everybody is supposed to do that. So you starting out and you know trying to target everyone is not a good thing. Moreover, I don't think you have enough resources or funds just starting out to target everyone. No, you need a smaller people, a specific type of people who actually benefit from your services.
1: Wow, that's such a good point. I'm I'm glad you said that. I hadn't even thought of that. You know, it's like, are you trying to be the next Nike? Because the fact is everyone isn't going (laughs) to be the next Nike. And why would you want to be Nike? You want to be yourself, right? So that's a really, really interesting point to consider. And if you're starting out with I'm gonna be the next Nike, then that's probably not a good place to start. (laughs) You should start out with the
0: next you, not the next someone else.
1: Yeah, and how are you going to add value? How are you going to solve a problem? How are you going to provide a good service, and and try to to continue to develop on that? So, very wise words, Kwame. Thanks. So, <laughs> so thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Uh, this was this I do was really informative. You
0: have me on. <laughs> yes,
1: and absolutely. And I'm going to encourage everyone now to keep their eyes and ears more importantly open so they can plug into your podcast. So when are you going to launch your podcast and what is it going to be about?
0: Okay. We, we, we are launching two podcasts in January, 2020. One is wow. the, yeah, the first one is called the agency inside out, which is just okay. a conversation by the team of deflex discussing about how we, we run our agency. So th- that is specifically for people who want to start their creative businesses. We're just going to have an Mm -hmm. open and honest conversation. Uh, Mistakes, uh, you know, our wins, our processes, everything about how we do run our agency. That is the first Mm -hmm. podcast, and the second Mm -hmm. podcast is called uh, uh, the Brand and Business Lens with Kwame. So that is Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that is going to be for me. That is going to be hosted by me, whereby I help. I'm going to share my strategies on how to build a, a purpose driven brand and a business
1: awesome and are you open to gaining clients anywhere in the world
0: yes definitely as long mm. as we are a good fit after the compatibility call as long as we are good fit then we can obviously work together because we are also not for everyone <laughs> yeah fantastic great so yeah. what
1: i'm going to do is put all of that information in the in the show notes so that when um all of the information goes out there, everybody can know and they can start listening in to your podcast because it's very informative. It's very educational. And I think this is what people need when you're first starting out. You don't know anything, man. And you need, you need help and you need, you, you need, need someone. Who's,
0: you need help. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you need someone that's patient enough to be able to explain things to you and help you to understand why things are important. And that takes time. Um, and that's what we're trying to do here. So, do reach out and listen into Kwame's podcast. So, thanks so much. Hope you've learned some new things and do contact Kwame and continue listening in. So, thanks so much and bye for now.
0: Okay, bye.